señorita Really nice to meet ya Have some tequila and say This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's Real Housewives of Potomac, Monique Samuels. We're talking balance. How does she juggle it all? Her brand, her reality TV show, a podcast, her husband, three kids, who she happens to be homeschooling, and always look put together and high energy. I ask all the tips to balance, and she shares everything from her skincare routine to how she's on the road to veganism and how that has made her feel to why you definitely don't want to miss the reunion to the Real Housewives of Potomac. Let's get into it right now with my girl, Monique Samuels. Monique Samuels, (laughs) welcome to Squats and Margaritas. You thank you. I'm so excited. This is amazing because I just look at like how long we've known each other and like we've literally witnessed each other's whole life. (laughs) I know. From sitting in the stands as like girlfriends and players' wives to like having our own brands and our own shows and you on a much bigger level than me. (laughs) We made something of ourselves, girl. Yes. No, I'm just happy that (laughs) all this time, I remember when we had our lunch and I'm just like, our stars were just aligning and we had no idea what the other was doing and put it together. And look, we both were just doing great with our, with our mommy uh, businesses. I love it. I mean, one of us is doing great. One of us is um, struggling a bit and that's where I need to talk to you. (laughs) Girl, it's always a struggle. It is. It is such a struggle. And like squats and margaritas obviously is about balance and it's new for me to have like my brand is still kind of just starting out having a podcast, but I see you reality TV show podcast, your brand doing press three kids who you were homeschooling. And it's like, you're making homemade Play-Doh and making baby food from scratch. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) How do you balance it all? It's like, you're doing so great. And you always look fantastic. I feel like I'm just keeping my head above water and I need to know how you balance it all. No, but the thing is, I'm in the same boat. I'm really in the same boat. And sometimes there's moments where it's so overwhelming and I'm getting like very little sleep and it's nothing but my sheer will and determination to do things a certain way that really gets me through it. I'll give you an example. We don't really see this a lot this season in the show, but I actually have shown that I was like really struggling. I was in the kitchen making baby food for Chase And you saw the moment in the teaser, but I haven't seen it on the actual show yet. But that whole moment was like really showing you that I'm trying my best. I'm trying to juggle it. And, you know, I've never fed any of my kids um, jarred baby food. I've always did fresh prep and Chase was no different. But you'll see how I'm trying to like soothe him. I'm making baby food. I'm talking to the kids about school at that time. They were in school and it was just like, yo, like this is a lot. <laughs> I know. And it's it, always like that. I think that a lot of times we just don't vent out loud. We don't really talk about it out loud and say, hey, here's what I'm going through, which is another reason that I started Not For Lazy Moms because I want to know like, what's your tip? How do you get by? So for me, a lot of my getting by tips really involve nighttime prep. If okay. I'm prepared at night, but when the kids are asleep is when I'll like lay out their place settings. I'll know what they're going to eat for breakfast the next morning. I'll have their clothes laid out. I'll have my clothes laid out. Like as much as I can do at night, okay. I'm able to just start moving and grooving the next day. And sometimes I'm like really, I'm really tired, you know? So um, it's, it's no other way to describe it other than the fact that 
a good friend of mine told me this and I live by it. She said, balance is redefining what balance means to you. Our definition of balance changes all the time. Every time you're adding on new endeavors, every time you're having a new kid, you're going through different situations, it changes what your level of balance is and what it means to you. Your whole definition changes. So it's more so focusing on how can I get these things done without overwhelming myself? And I'm guilty of that. I do too much at times. And that's why I'm grateful for this quarantine. The, 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 it's a blessing and a curse, but the blessing for me is that it really allowed me to kind of sit back and realize I say yes too much. Mm -hmm. I'm overextending myself too much. Let me focus on what my top priorities on, uh, my top priorities are. And then from that list, I can pick and choose what I want to work on at, at what times. And that has really allowed me to just finally start getting some sleep that's proper, like really making sure that my kids have everything that they need. And then learning how to bounce off of my husband so that he is handling certain things that I would normally handle and vice versa. I still haven't gotten used to asking for more help because I'm not used to having a brand and having a podcast. And every time I ask my husband, like, um, can you take him like 30 more minutes or can I just get a run in? I feel guilty. I feel guilty like I'm not doing enough as a mom and a wife because before I had the brand, I was doing everything that he's doing now. And then I have the guilt that I'm trying to record something or just like come up with content, post something at a certain time. And my kids are right next to me and they're like, mommy, mommy. And I'm feel like it's always like one second, one second. Right. And right. I, I hate that, but I do have an obligation. I do have to get work done. And, but I happen to be home, which I'm sure yeah. a lot of moms are that have businesses because it's quarantine. So they see me and they don't get it. And yeah, I'm not sure how much they are affected versus how much I am just feeling guilty, like they're really feeling neglected. But I hate that. Like, I want them to be my main priority, but I, I can't get everything done. And my husband does take them for a couple hours each day. But if I get a workout in or like post one thing, it's like they're back. And I'm like, hey, didn't finish everything. Um, but, and I can't compartmentalize. It's like, if I still had something to do, I can't fully lock in with my kids. So it's like, yeah. there's not enough time in the day. And I know what things should be priority. And every night I like want to cry and like get them out of their beds and be like, be present with them. And I feel so guilty. And tomorrow I'm going to be present and I pray for presence. And then it's like, I find myself like, hold on the next morning. And it's a cycle. And you're not the only one. All of us do that. Yeah. We all go through it. Okay. And the, the, the mom guilt, the not wanting to ask for help. I think that is one thing that is similar for all moms and even dads is that, most times, because we want to be so hands-on, we don't want to ask for help. I had to learn about delegation, okay. like learning how to delegate. I mean, we even work together with social media on yeah. Not For Lazy Moms. And you see how sometimes I'll just kind of like step in and then it's like, all right, let me just let everybody do what they're supposed no, to do. No, but I get it, it when you step in. It's your baby. It's your brand. I still haven't been able to trust that somebody else has my vision and is like, okay, right. And I like, I'm asking you questions all the time. Like, do you want this? Because I don't want to let your brand down. I get it that it's personal, yeah. but you're yeah. right. You have to delegate. You have to. It's something that if you start off giving jobs that are maybe not as um, complicated to someone else to do, start off that way. And then once you're able to get that comfort level established, then you start giving them more tasks and duties. And then you'll realize like, okay, they got this. They're handling mm -hmm. it right. You're seeing it for yourself and you feel more and more comfortable to just kind of let go of certain things. And then certain things to me, I'll never 
give to someone else to do. Right. When it comes to raising my kids, that's always going to be me. Yeah. Like they're not going to be looking at nobody else talking about mommy. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? And I take that very seriously. And that's the thing that I love about the business that we chose our brands, as far as not for lazy moms and squats and margaritas, it's very much centered around what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So there's even more of a level of connection with your kids because you're literally talking about your journey with your kids. So mm -hmm. how nice is it to be able to do that? So to be able to say, well, my business is about being a mom and, and about my kids. Exactly. So having those moments where they're interrupting is expected. It's actually, to me, it's funny and it's real. Because it it's really real. showing people like, no, this is real life. My kids interrupt me every five minutes. I had to kick my kids outside in order to <laughs> I get it. the interviews that I have to do, you know? And yes. then sometimes hearing them in the kitchen moving around while I'm in the middle of an interview. And I don't want to like stop the interview and say, hey, y'all are making too much noise. You know? I get it. Kind of ride through it. Yeah. I think one of the other things that is hard with delegation is that sometimes we tend, and I'll speak for myself, I tend to look at my husband and I'm looking like, well, that's not the way I do it with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's really hard for me to just be like, all right, it's not going to kill him. Leave it alone, you know? Yes. Um, but that is a part of being a mom. Like we are natural nurturers. We naturally have our way. And a lot of times the, the husbands are just like, oh, they'll be all right. You know, it's fine if they walk out the house with two different sneakers on and, <laughs> and are not matching. Their yes. hair is not brushed. Their face isn't shiny because y'all know I like my kids to be greased up. <laughs> um, but certain times I'm like, okay, it's not going to kill them. I'll just let that go so I can finish what I'm doing over here. Yeah. And then I can address that later. <laughs> it's, it's so funny you're saying that. I had a life coach on last week and she said, if there is someone else you can delegate to, your husband, that can do it 80% as well as you do it, do it, let them have it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like it's not going to be as good as you do it, but if they can get 80%, like the kids are maybe not matching, but they're dressed. <laughs> they had a, they had a meal, then you got to let it go. And it, it's extra stress on you. And yeah. I, you're talking about Chris. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate how real you are about your marriage on the show. And Thank you've you. always been like that with me. Like, well, I'll be like, we have to go to lunch. I have problems. We need to talk about marriage. The people that don't do that, it's kind of like, what are they hiding? Because that's what marriage yes. is. I mean, you yeah. show, you're completely transparent about going to couples counseling and it yes. makes other people feel like, okay, like you have a great relationship. There's nothing wrong with counseling. It's like some of the faces that you give them sometimes, like when he says something <laughs> and I feel like everybody else, okay, honey, like they don't want to show that there's any cracks and you're just real. And that's what marriage is. And the, a marriage yeah. and pandemic is a whole nother level of real. And you oh, shared yeah. it. Yeah. I love it. You have to be able to be who you are in your marriage. Your husband or spouse, whomever, for whoever's listening, if you can't 100% of the time be you in front of your spouse, something isn't right. Yeah. Because he is the one who I can let my guard down with. He's the one who I can joke with, who I know won't take it so seriously. Or if he does, he'll check me. Mm -hmm. You know, so that to me, that's home. That's yes. how it should be. And when it comes to, you know, reality TV and just opening up the windows of what we go on, what goes on in our home, that's a part of the business. Like if I signed up for this and I'm like, look, if me and Chris argue about this, I'm going to share it because it will help somebody else. Yes. And we totally believe in talking through everything, sometimes too much. <laughs> like we are talkers over here. Yeah. But it's important and it's necessary because it's the only way that you grow. I know a lot of times we have, uh, some moms and wives out there who will say, you know, I'll just like 
not say anything because I don't feel like arguing. Mm -hmm. To me, it's just, okay, reevaluate the way you want to deliver the message. This way you can still get your point across and not feel like you're bottling things up. And I've been guilty of bottling things up and not saying anything and thinking like, all right, I'll just let it ride. And then who's getting tortured in the end? You're torturing yourself. And then the person is looking at you like, well, why didn't you just say anything? And then (laughs) it's like like, three days of sitting on opposite ends of the couch and like, I'm not talking to you. You're not, you lose like three days when you could have just talked about, you said that too on a live. You're like, I don't want to live in a house. It's just like negative energy. It's just like address it and go from there. And that made me feel good too, because in the pandemic, I was thinking the same thing. And we had been like going on a couple of days where I was like, as soon as the kids go to bed, it's like, go get away from me because it was just too much. But you're like, you address it. And then as soon as we talk, we're great. But it's like, sometimes, sometimes I don't even want to talk about it because I'm t- I don't have any words left at the end of the day. If I get both of them down, I need like housewives and wine and right. a, a minute, right. like not talking to anybody else. And maybe that's not the right thing to do. I should put my marriage up there and fix it before the next day, but I don't have any other time to myself. So it's like right. time that I should be fixing something or talking to my husband. I just want to be quiet. <laughs> exactly. No, I've been there before too, where it's just like, just leave me alone. I don't feel like talking. I just yes. want to sit. I just need to hear my own thoughts in my head. I need to sip on this wine and let it, mm-hmm. and I just want to taste it and savor it. And finally, the kids are asleep. Yes. Let's deal with this another time. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's mark it on the calendar. Or me yes. and Chris used to have uh, check-in Sundays. And oh. that was so good to the point where we got so good at it. We stopped having check-in Sundays. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> so we could just go throughout the week. And if there was something that he said or did that I didn't like, or if it rubbed me the wrong way and same for him, yeah. we would make a note about it in our phone or write it down somewhere. And we would wait until Sunday in the evening after the kids went to bed. And then we would sit down and talk about whatever we felt throughout the week. Wow. What was good about that was we didn't blow up every day. That was number yeah. one. Number two, if something happened on Monday or Tuesday, by the time Sunday comes, I'm not as upset. I'm, my, my emotions aren't going crazy. So yeah. I'm able to calmly talk to him about whatever it was that I felt, point out the example of whatever it is that he did, same with him with me. And then we can address it and say, not only did these things happen that bothered me, but I noticed when you did this and it made me feel good. So it wasn't about just all of the issues or problems. We were also complimenting about some of the things that we really admired that the other did that week. And it got to a point where it almost turned into a competition. Like, okay, who's going to have the least amount of (laughs) negative checks by the time we get to Sunday? And then it got to a point where we were being so open with each other and so clear about our issues with each other that we were able to really pay more attention to it the following week. So now if I'm about to say something in a sarcastic tone and I know he doesn't like sarcasm, Mm -hmm. I'm going to reevaluate how I want to say it, say it in my head first. And then it's like, oh, babe, this, that, or the other. And it comes out so much nicer. It's work. Marriage is nothing but work, but it's doable. And there's ways around, you know, trying to talk about things without biting each other's heads off. Yeah. And I love that. I check in Sundays. I'm going to write it down because- you're not going to be saying anything positive if you're trying to address something right after it happened. You're going to be yep. heated. And so if you just take a couple of days, you know, we're going to work it out later. Yep. I love it. Check in Sundays. Yeah. While we're talking about the husbands, did you feel, it's not like 
now that we're, we used to be on the sidelines, literally, <laughs> and now they're both, our, both of our husbands played football together. They're retired and both of them happen to be coordinators for high school now. Yes. And that's what they're doing now. And they, they're passionate about it. They're doing what they love, but so are we. But yes. especially on your level, like you being in the spotlight, was that ever like a point of contention or did Chris just like jump right on board and support you and be like, this is, it's your time to shine? No, he is so on board. Like when I tell you, Chris is like my number one supporter. Like seriously, he's the one that encouraged me to even do the show. You told me that. <laughs> I remember. So I'm like, he really, he loves it. It's like he gets a kick out of it. Like, oh, people used to be asking me for pictures. Now they're asking <laughs> you for pictures. Yes. And when he's out and about, like if he's at the mall or wherever, somebody will come up to him and they're like, oh my God, I love your wife. Or, oh, you're <laughs> yes. Monique's husband. And he said, yeah, now Monique's husband. Oh, so he I just love gets, that. He thinks it's funny, <laughs> yeah. but I will say when it comes to um, the spotlight, he's fine with it. When it comes to the extra work that I need to do, that's yeah. taking away from his attention uh -huh. and the kids and being home. Those are the things that sometimes it's like an issue because he's not used to that. Mm -mm. He's used to me being right on it. He's used to me handling everything. And it's like, whoa, okay she's gotten her, she has her attention focused on her business. She's doing press, she's traveling, she's not here. So we had to get to a point where it's like, okay, he's like, all right, when we're at dinner, no iPhone, put the phone down. Because yeah. he, he realizes I do so much for my phone, whether mm -hmm. it's social media, whether it's posting articles, whether it's, you know, reading emails and getting follow-ups and writing, I write articles in my phone. So it's like, he never knows what I'm working on. He yes. just sees that, okay, she's working, she's busy, she has the phone in her hands, and I'm irritated. Yeah. And we had to come to an agreement. When we're eating dinner, no phone. So I'm like, okay, whatever works. Yeah. And he also has to, he also had to realize that, well, I'm taking on more responsibility. I have this business that I have this huge plan laid out for. Yeah. The only way to get through the plan is by putting time and effort into it. And the beginning stages, it's your baby. Like you said, you are the one that's really setting the tone. Yeah. When it gets to the point where I can start handing certain things off, then that's what I do. Yeah. And what it's cool that you made him a part of your brand. Like he's on the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. you guys can hang out. I <laughs> That was so smart. You got him a job. <laughs> he was out there looking. You employed your husband, but you get to spend time together and he's a part of the brand. He knows yeah. all about it. Um, it's funny that we're talking about that because I was uh, looking back at the podcast that you and I did together. Um, obviously, Squats and Margaritas has like a fitness base too. And you had so many great tips about lifestyle changes and just how you like implement things. And I wanted you to speak on that for someone that is trying to get in shape. Again, another thing that you seem to maintain on top of everything else. I don't know if you're still doing pure bar or what is happening, but you're always in great shape. And I know you have a way of making things a lifestyle. Like for example, what you did with the chicken. So I wanted you to share with that, how you just make it, how you slowly did it. Yes. And that this, this whole story that I'm about to share is pretty much how I handle and approach things in life in general. Yeah. <laughs> so when I decided that I wanted to become a vegan, I said, okay, I'm not going to just wake up and it's a fad and do like some people where they're just like, oh, I'm a vegan now. <laughs> I knew that I wanted to make real gradual change so that I don't go backward. And that's all I'm about. Whenever I approach anything in life, I'm like, let me really take this in. Let me live with it. Let me understand it. And then let me approach a way where I can make those changes so that it's a true change. I'm not a robot. I don't mm -hmm. just turn off and on. Right. So... 
I decided that I was like, eventually I want to become a vegan. So every year I'll focus on two or three, two or three things that I want to eliminate from my diet. The first thing I did was chicken. A lot of people are probably like, what? Why mm -hmm. would you get rid of chicken? Well, don't tell them who, don't tell them. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to tell, yeah, I'm going to tell that story. <laughs> but what I will say is, the reason I started with chicken is because we were eating it so much. Yeah. It was, couldn't have a meal without chicken on our plate. And when I started thinking about the facts, when it comes to chicken, a lot of them are uh, in factories that have never seen the light of day. Mm -hmm. um, they're not getting natural nutrients that you get from the environment, the sun and everything else. And then you know that they're pumping a bunch of hormones and other things into them so that they look like they're fresh and appetizing. So when I really thought about how chicken is one of the most overproduced meats in our market in this country, I said, you know what? I want to get that out of my system. So I spent the entire year getting chicken out of my diet, not just for me, but my whole family. Yep. We did it all together. So where we would have chicken every day, we would maybe have a week where we only had it five days. And maybe that lasted for two or three weeks. Four days lasted for two or three weeks. Two days lasted for a few months. Yeah. By the time I got to the end of the year, I had successfully gone a significant amount of a significant amount of time without having chicken. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, once the next year came, what we eliminate next. So up until this point, I was able to eliminate chicken, um, beef, pork. Wow. And I've eliminated uh, dairy. Not oh my god. I'll say 90% dairy only because some things that we eat when we order from restaurants might have some dairy in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've, we've pretty much eliminated dairy, sugar. Um, wow. We rarely eat bread. So everything else is like, you know, seafood, um, pastas and different things like that. And my kids, oh my God, they, they don't even ask for it anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. you said you go to Chick-fil-A and they just ask for fries. Yes. Yeah, they, the fries. <laughs> they don't even so, miss it. No. And it's crazy because I, when I started making these eliminations, I also explained to them so that they were making a conscious choice for their own bodies. So when we do have family that comes in town that eat meat, my kids will say, Hey, I want to eat a piece of that bacon. It looks really good. So I'll explain to them like, listen, it's your body. If you want to eat that piece of bacon, you eat it. But let me warn you, you have not had meat in a very long time. So if you eat that piece of bacon, your stomach is going to really be upset. It's mm -hmm. going to hurt really bad. But that choice is up to you. My son and my daughter looked at me and they said, yeah, we want to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> we have all the facts. I'm eating the bacon. <laughs> right. They ate it. Uh oh. And no sooner than they ate it, here comes mm. the tummy eggs. Oh, mommy, I need some tea. I need this. I need mm -hmm. that. Where's your oils? I said, I told you. Yeah. But guess what? The next time they saw that meat, they didn't even ask for it. No, they had to <laughs> learn the hard way. You tried to warn them, kids. Can I, is the veganism or you're on the road to veganism why your skin always looks so fantastic? Does that I definitely think that that has helped? Also, I've been doing, um, I've been fasting a lot. Okay. So in eliminating the meat, but then I've also been fasting where I'll wake up in the morning and the first thing I'm doing is drinking water. And right. I actually started spicing up my water. So I Ooh. like right here, I have cucumbers and lemon juice. I squeeze the fresh lemon and this is what I drink as soon as I wake up. And it actually, you know, if you think about it, breakfast, break, you're breaking the fast, you right. know, you go all night, your body's working, it's doing what it does. 
if the first thing you do when you wake up is eat something so heavy and drink coffee or whatever it is, your body is now being so depleted that you wonder why you wake up and all of a sudden you crash by 12 o'clock and you're tired all over again. You've lost all your energy. So when you wake up and you have water be the first thing, your body's grateful. Also, if you can wait, what I do is I eat between 12 p.m. and 7 p.m. Sometimes I'm later than seven. I'm not perfect because my kids literally, you know how it is. You yeah. pull out some food and start eating. They're eating off your plate. Mm -hmm. So I have to wait sometimes for them to go to bed to eat my meal. But what I've been doing is in the morning, I'm eating fruits and things that are more light mm -hmm. as my body is breaking the fast. Yeah. So I'm drinking water. I feel re uh, replenished. I feel like I'm ready to go. My energy level goes up and I don't crash. Yeah. I've, I've heard really about that. Helps. Like there's a mental clarity um, benefit yes. to fasting too. Like you just feel more clear and creative. I, I have a really hard time doing it. I've tr I try to go from eight to 10. When, like I finished dinner at eight and not eat till 10, but my kids get up at seven. I yeah. did talk to a nutritionist and she's like, it's not for everyone. If you are like white knuckling it at nine and you're so hungry, she's like, maybe fasting isn't for you. But right. the people that it works for is everything you're saying, like mental clarity, your skin yeah. looks better. You're, I mean, it, it makes sense like to gradually break the fast and not eat something so yeah. heavy. And yeah, everyone was asking about your skin. Riley has me on rosehip oil. I don't know. If oh, <laughs> yes, rosehip oil is great. She told me, yeah. she had me on it because I said, I had her on my live and I said, if you have one beauty item, to go, you're on a desert island, you can take one thing. And she's like, easy, rosehip oil. And then she told me it's 20 bucks on Amazon. And I was like, your number one beauty secret is $20 yes. on Amazon. I ordered it that night and I put it on every night before I go to bed. And it just, your skin kind of just takes it in. Cause I was like, I'm gonna put oil on my skin right before I go to bed and it's not gonna make me break out. She's like, yep. it's the opposite. Yeah. So yeah, I've and been on rosehip oil. <laughs> also people, people like to sleep on hydrating spray. Those okay. mist spray. Oh, I yeah. use that all the time. After I do my makeup, I'm misting my um, face with this spray to hydrate my skin. Even if I'm not wearing makeup, I still use it. And when people are always like, oh, why is your skin glowing? Because it's hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not dehydrated. Like I'm drinking plenty of water. I'm, you know, I'm taking good care of my skin. I do have breakouts, especially with the whole mask wearing business that we're in right now. Yeah. Um, you know, getting the breakouts on the sides of your face. It still happens, but my skin's hydrated. It'll clear up. I'll get through it. And then you know, I'm, I'm off to the next. The next thing is also how much alcohol you intake. So all of us are guilty of that because we yep. have to have our wine, you have to have your margaritas at the end of the night. Yes. But when you're doing your fast, see, some people think fasting is, oh, I'm just drinking water or I'm just, you know, eating this or I'm eliminating that. When you do a fast, it's eliminating something that your body's used to having. So if you can do a fast, just fasting alcohol, for a couple days and don't beat yourself up if you don't go the full day just do it gradually where you're doing less than what you would normally do and then keep going and then you'll get to a point where you start desiring it less and less and less so now me and my husband we would go through a whole bottle of wine at night or two yeah. now i'm having like one glass and it may only be four ounces of wine in it and i'm good I yeah. feel satisfied i don't feel like i need more and i still feel good in my body so when you do more fasting, it changes what you desire. Yes. So 
And I'm so glad you said that because that was another thing you said on the Not For Lazy Moms podcast when we were talking about it, that when you crave something, it's like something in your body that's feeding off that. Like talk oh, yeah. about that too, because I was just like yeah. blown away. <laughs> yes. So a lot of times our cravings are, are uh, dis- they're decided by whatever's in us. So if you have a lot of sugar cravings and you are always eating snacks and sugars, you might want to check your levels of yeast in your body. Because Mm -hmm. yeast requires sugar to survive. A lot of the bad bacteria that is in our system, in our gut, in our intestines, all of that, feed off of the bad stuff. So if you're feeding your body more good stuff, you're going to go to a point where you detox. And when I say detox, that means you're going to be tired, you're going to be sleepy, you're going to lay down, your body's going to feel weak. And Mm -hmm. it's because your body is letting go of some of that bad stuff that it's used to having. So even though it's bad, your body's used to it. So once you start getting rid of it, you get a little sluggish. But then after you make it through that phase, you'll wake up and be like, wow, I feel so good. Mm -hmm. And you just keep eating all of the high alkaline diet, you know, drinking water, all of those things, less acid and stuff that causes inflammation like meat does cause inflammation and it produces that in your body. Um, But when you're doing less of those things and more of the healthier stuff, you're going to realize that you do not even want some of the things that you used to eat. Now, I will say people who have followed me on social media, they know how I feel about a Reese cup. Oh, everyone knows how you feel about a Reese. I know how you eat a Reese cup. Oh my. (laughs) I know exactly how you eat it. You freeze it. Then you eat all the chocolate around and then you eat the butter last. (laughs) Yes. Listen, Aaron, I have not had a Reese cup (gasps) in about four months. Stop. How are, how are you doing? Are that you okay? is huge for me. <laughs> yes. And I don't even want it to the point where I haven't had candy. I'll see like a little like piece of candy and I'll be like, oh, and I'll be like, oh, shoot, wait, I'm not eating. I'm not eating sugars. And I'll just put it down and I'll walk yes. away and I'll be fine. Wow. It took a long time to get to that point because I am a sugar. Oh, man. Well, you said not? Reese's like that's the only thing that you ate that had like GMOs and you're like, I don't even care. Well, you had yeah. just had a baby, too. And we're talking about like the cravings and when you're nursing and also like what your body is capable of. We talked about too, because you're like, my butt only looks like this after I have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm kind of feeling that now. And I wrote that about that in my book. Like when I was anorexic, like I just, I didn't want a butt. I wanted to be like straight up and down. And now I'm like doing the hip thrusts and the squats and trying to get a butt. Yes. But I don't know if my body will get that booty. And so it's, you have to know like what your, where your body can go and, right. and like not feel like you're letting yourself down. You have to set attainable goals for what your body can do. It's so true. And for me, I'm like, I'm a little bit devastated right now because I really miss my pregnancy weight, my post-pregnancy yeah. weight. I'm like, I get on the scale and I'm just like, geez. And <laughs> I'm still like, even with me not eating meat, I'm mm. maintaining my normal pre-pregnancy weight. Yeah. And that's the great thing about it is that I remember telling some of my family that I was going to like stop eating meat and they were getting concerned because they're like, you're already small. Yeah. You're going to really lose a lot of weight. This, any other, but actually I'm still maintaining my weight. And I just, I feel so much better. Like I really do. I feel way more energetic. My kids, they know I'm goofy and I like to clown. I'm like dancing with them, making yeah. them laugh. And they're like, mommy, you're acting like a kid. You know, <laughs> they love it. But it's like, I have the energy. I can be in the office all day. I can be doing press. I can be writing up articles, doing interviews and everything else. And I still have enough energy to sit down with my kids for our homeschool sessions and to sit with them, talk, laugh, play, put them to bed. And then I still have energy for my husband even after that. 
<laughs> You're making me want to get rid of meat now too. <laughs> I need some you. of that. <laughs> it's been life changing. It really, oh. has. it really has. And I love it. And I'm just grateful that, um, cause I was nervous. Like, oh my God, I don't want to drop below like a certain weight. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm not the weight that I wanted to be. I wanted to be like 135 because that's like, whenever I'm post-pregnant, once I hit 135, that's like my favorite. Like right now, <laughs> how the show is airing, yeah. um, that weight, I missed that weight. That weight was 135. That was like my number. And I'm like, dang, I miss those curves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that just shows like people are like, I just need to lose weight. And you're like, I just want to gain weight. Women are so like hard on themselves. It's like, whatever you don't, you, you want what you don't have. Like tall women, right. I just want to be like petite. And then petite women are like, oh my gosh, you're so tall. It's just so funny how women like talk to themselves and like think about their bodies. Yes. Um, Looking I, at other women's butts all day long. I know, like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm trying. Um, I don't have you for that much longer. What's next for Not For Lazy Moms? Oh my goodness. So, so much, <laughs> but what I can reveal, um, we are developing an app for um, everything. It's going to feature potty training to help you track when you're in the midst of your potty training, giving you reminders and notifications. Because sometimes you get kind of busy and you know your child has probably not gone to the bathroom in about 20 minutes. So to have that notification go off on your yes. phone, you check like, oh my God, oh, let me, let's go potty. You know, do you have to potty? No. All right, let's go try. You try and then they're pottying all over the place yeah. in the bathroom. You made it. So the app is going to have a potty training tracker, but it's also going to have other features as well. And I'm hoping to release it by early next year. You know, we're working on it and it's been great. Next, um, I really want to take the potty training book. So we'll have my potty training mommy and daddy mm -hmm. um, book. I want to take it to the next level by creating a video. Yeah. I have videos of potty training all three of my kids. I would like to do a sit down video where I'm explaining all the methods that you learn in my book, but you get a visual. Yeah. So we're working on that. Um, we have Mila Eve, which is a division of Not For Lazy Moms with the essential oils and other essential products. Um, so that is like literally almost, we're, we're right at the end point with Mila Eve. So I'm really excited about that. Not For Lazy Moms is, um, the vision I had for it is not just having articles that you can read, but also visuals. So a lot of what we put into um, the website is the video, making sure that they're produced properly, making sure that they look aesthetically pleasing, they look good, people are getting the information they need, they're edited well. So I'm constantly looking for new content for our videos. I'm constantly crafting, you know, because I, I produce the video. I'm like coming up with what exactly needs to be there and laid out and how I want the video to flow. I'm very much a part of the editing process. So it's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, but I'm doing more content, more video content. We did have uh, mommy meetups scheduled. Yes, we Thanks did. Thanks to COVID, <laughs> we are not able to do it right now. They're, they've been postponed until we know things are much safer. Um, so we'll be doing mommy meetups, which consists of, you know, workout classes or um, essential oils 101. We're going to be having classes in that type of atmosphere discussing how to use the oils properly. And then other like potty training 101. We'll do all of it in person where mommies can meet up and daddies and we'll have like a mixer, but we're also learning things. So that's a part of what we had scheduled that we'll resume once it's safer for people to gather. Yeah, so what's yeah. next for your podcast? So Not For Lazy Moms is going to be in the studio starting like this week. Wow. <laughs> so Exciting. Three. 
Um, so we have some really good topics and I hope we have you on again. Yeah. So, yes. Talking about fitness and everything else, squats and margaritas. So we'll definitely do that. I yeah. And of course our live podcast shows, which we've done three total. Mm -hmm. They have been amazing. Yeah. I think people really didn't understand what a, what a live podcast show was. And they realized, whoa, this is like a party. There's giveaway, yeah. there's dancing, there's, it's a networking event. We have all kinds of fun prizes and just great conversation where you leave and you feel so uplifted and empowered. And it's it's beautiful thing. And we want to keep going with that. So we have a long list of things. We're going to be partnering with other brands who have the same, um, you know, vision as far as the Not For Lazy Moms community, brands that line up with us so that we can do more giveaways. And um, one of my biggest uh, goals is for Not For Lazy Moms to develop a partnership with nonprofits so that we're able to focus on single moms, moms that made the choice and said, listen, I'm going to care for this baby, whether I have to do it by myself or not. We want to give them assistance, whether it's for a few months or whether it's for a full year. Just something that will give back to the community so that they feel like they're not alone. You know, yeah. some moms out there financially, they're not where they desire to be, but they're great moms and they just need that extra help. And that's what we want to do is give them whatever it is that they need. That's what you've built with Not For Lazy Moms. Like you do feel like you're not alone. Like how you have those confessionals, like people can anonymously submit a confession and then it's like, especially the live podcast, you read them out loud and every, you see everyone reacting. They're like, oh yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, you too? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so you feel better because you're sharing everything and it is a community. And especially with the mom meetups, like you're going to build a community. And yeah. if somebody wants to subscribe just on the website, Not For Lazy Moms, they can go to yeah. subscribe. Okay, perfect. While we're talking about it really quickly, I need one super quick tip for someone who may have missed the six month window for potty training and has a crazy ass two-year-old and- it's not, it's, it happens sometimes, but is it about the follow-up? Is it about a reward at this point when someone's, it's a two-year-old? What is your tip for a two-year-old that we're, we're kind of doing it, but it's definitely yeah. not consistent? Take away the diaper. Oh. Take away the diaper. <laughs> Put them in puppy mode. You, you, have to, you have to be willing to just have to clean up a mess if necessary. But what I think the problem is that most kids, when they're that age, they're doing what they've been doing their whole entire life, yep. but they don't feel the real, like, yep. mess. No, because right. the diaper's so absorbent. The pull-up is so absorbent. If they can feel what they did and they say, oh my God, mommy, or they're like, uh-oh, you know they're ready. Okay. You know they're ready because they just felt it and they don't like what they felt. Kids don't like being dirty naturally unless yeah. they're playing sandbox, you know, but you got to just put them on puppy mode. That's what I call it. Just take away the diaper, give them some big kid underwear and just have them while you're at home, just wear them. And then just reinforce by repeating. If you have to go potty, let me know. And okay. then when you have that accident and they feel it and they're like, Oh my God, mommy. Then they say, see next time, tell me potty before, and we can make it to the potty. Just okay. keep encouraging, keep reinforcing it. You're going to repeat yourself a thousand times, but trust me, it's going to stick. And to me, that's the best step is just let them feel the mess they made. <laughs> okay. And I need that app that reminds me because then I just feel like yeah. I didn't ask him enough. So it's going to be on me. So it, we need to get your app out. Um, yes. <laughs> I got a couple of questions from your followers about the show. Yes. You have time. Um, yes. Giselle seems to be the um, name in both of the questions. That they, <laughs> people want you to talk about how it seems like, and whatever, the altercation was with Candace, but they wanted you to speak on how Candace and Sharice 
never talk about rumors on camera. And then that was Giselle and was maybe your anger misdirected away from Giselle where it should have been was a question right. that I got a couple of times. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll answer that. And the thing is that people need to realize when they're watching the show, have you ever saw Giselle come to me directly about the rumors? No, ma'am. Never did. She, I, I didn't know she was talking about these things. She right. was a confessional gangster who went to yeah. confessed So I had no clue. It never right. came to, therefore I was never able to direct, to address it head on. When it comes to Candace and Sharice, they know what they were doing. It's what I call a pinch. Back in the day in church, the old missionaries, they didn't come and slap you upside the head and say, be quiet, you're in church, don't make a sound. <laughs> right. They came over to you and they pinched you. And you're like, ow. Now everybody turns around and looks at you like, what's wrong with you? And that missionary's like this. Yeah. Like they didn't do anything. Yeah. Because yeah. only people see is the reaction, but behind the scenes, you just got pinched. So the manipulation of it all, the whole way that this whole thing spilled off, I knew what they were trying to do. And I reacted based off of knowing things that weren't revealed on camera. Right. So Makes I sense. know it's very confusing for people, but all I say over and over again is be patient okay. because reunion <laughs> is coming. Yes. And I cannot wait. And that's the thing. Like, how could you have um, confronted her when you didn't see what she was saying until the confessionals, until it came out at the end? And yeah, the other question, yeah. what I know. Exactly. So what I do know is that Candace made a decision when she invited Sharice on camera to her anniversary party because mm -hmm. she knew about everything, you know? So I only can deal with what comes to me yeah. on camera, you yeah. know? And uh, that's how that whole thing played out. But all of it, now that I'm seeing everything that's going on, all of it will be addressed at the right. reunion. For sure. Cannot wait. Yeah. The other question was Giselle. They're like, what is her issue with you? Like, she just seems, even though like you guys got along and you planned the party for Ashley, I was like, she, what is it? Just jealousy? Like, it, she seems to just have it out for you. She has since day one with the, you don't have a home. Like, what is Giselle's, what do you think that is? Where it's stemming from? Misery loves company. Yeah. So it's, it's all just, she's miserable. You know, she's, she's getting older and she's realizing that maybe some of the plans she had for herself when, you know, when she was younger in her days before she became a wife and mom, maybe she's realizing like, dang, I, I, I didn't do a lot of the things that I wanted to do. And maybe I remind her of that. I don't know. Yeah. She sees what you're doing. <laughs> that actually makes sense. Yeah, she sees what you're doing and maybe that's what she saw for her life. Um, the last question was, um, do you regret getting physical? I'm sure you got it a million times. Or do you feel when someone is just coming at you and coming at you at some point, you're going to get a reaction and that it was warranted? What do yeah, you think? well, I will, I'll put it like this. I wish that it never happened, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, if you keep poking a bear, don't be surprised when the bear reacts. Yes. You know, so my whole thing is, you know, I can't say that I regret everything because I learned so much from that incident after. It took me on this whole journey, which you will see as the show progresses. Okay. And I'm grateful for the journey. And I'm grateful to know that nothing like that could ever happen again because now I fully am aware of what my triggers are. I know how to walk away if someone's pushing a button. Um, but a lot of times you have some triggers that you may have developed in childhood that you don't even realize are triggers until somebody pushes that button and now it's too late. Yeah. So um, I learned a lot about myself and I've grown so much. I mean, every year we grow, but I feel like I've grown like light years yeah. from 
the result of the whole altercation. So, um, so yeah, I, I wish that it never happened, but it did. And I'm woman enough to move forward and do what I need to do to, uh, to get past it and move forward. Yeah. I, it makes complete sense. I cannot wait to see that reunion and hear all of it. Um, Sunday nights, Real Housewives of Potomac. And then you've got Not For Lazy Moms. You can subscribe there. We got the potty training book on notforlazymoms.com and on Amazon. Anything yes. else coming up that you want to make sure people don't miss? Yes. Just keep a lookout for Mila Eve. Yes. Because that is coming really soon. I'm going to probably do some teasers and some giveaways of my essential oils so people can try them out and just get the buzz going. But I'm really excited about this project because everyone knows how much I love essential oils. And now I have my own product line. <laughs> yes. And I love that. Tell them about the name, where Mila Eve came from. Oh my gosh. So Mila Eve, we never know what we're going to have when we're pregnant. We don't find out until we push. So when Christopher <laughs> was born, it was either Christopher or Milani. We got Christopher. When, Milani, when I was pregnant with Milani, it was either Milani or Chase. I had Milani. Wow. <laughs> pregnant with Chase, it was either Chase or Mila Eve. We got Sorry. Chase. So I'm done having kids. So <laughs> I named the business after my fourth child, <laughs> which would have been Mila Eve. <laughs> or would it have been your fifth child because now you have T'Challa Samuels? Yes. <laughs> that could be a whole nother podcast. Oh my The goodness, eighth yeah. member of the Real Housewives of Potomac, T'Challa. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so glad he's back because I was on that journey with you when he was gone. Like I was crying tears for you. Oh my God. I was so scared. And I was texting with Riley and I was like, are you still with her? And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, you're never going to believe it. He just flew home. <laughs> he flew yes. back the next day. Unbelievable. Uh, but all of the tips, that cry for help video was probably yeah. the I could have did because so many people responded with different tips to do. And I took everybody's advice. Yeah. I was, desperate. I said, I'm putting his cage outside. I had his perch out back. I had the music and the videos that he likes to watch playing on all my oh. speakers outside oh. all night. Oh I wanted him to hear and know that we are still looking for you. Yeah. And, you <laughs> and got oh boy, I think what may have happened, he may have flew so high that he, he's never flown it high before. And mm -hmm. he probably perched in a tree and was afraid to come down. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But eventually he made his way back. And I'm so grateful. Oh, Me my too. God. I'm so happy yeah. for you. God, thank you so much for your time. We cannot wait to see the rest of the season. And can't wait to see what's next for Not For Lazy Moms. And I'm just so proud of you. All right, girly. That's my girl, Monique Samuels, with all of the tips balancing it all, taking care of yourself. Girl, I am so proud of you and everything you've accomplished, and I cannot wait to watch The Real Housewives of Potomac Reunion. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed, please go do that. We're on Spotify, Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Subscribe today so you never miss an episode, and I'll see you next week for Squats and Margaritas. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples... 
temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.